What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Tomatolito Show. And let's talk about the fight that we just saw here a couple days back between Shakur Stevenson and Jeremiah Nakatila. Shakur Stevenson put on a dominant one-sided performance against Nakatila. Nakatila was outclassed uh, from the get-go, from the opening bell. Uh, Stevenson managed to, to basically set the pace, set the mood, gain, basically set the... Uh, set the spacing to his favor. He was able to mitigate the space and dictate the pace of of the fight by simply boxing. He utilized his boxing beautifully. He was going in and out. He was countering Nakatila. He was always a step ahead of him. Now, Nakatila, to me, looked like a like he was outclassed. Uh, Shakur Stevenson definitely classes above uh, when Nakatila uh, brought to the ring with him. Uh, Definitely showed that Nakatila's opposition, prior opposition, uh, has been, has been limited, subpar at that, maybe level C, maybe level D fighter at that. Nakatila had nothing for Shakur Stevenson. Nothing to offer. Uh, he's a one, one trick pony. He was a one punch fighter. He's constantly waiting for, to, to catch his, uh, his opponent on the reset. And you could tell, um, Something happened in the fight. Nakatila landed a couple punches, so he obviously has a little power behind those hands. Um, where it cost Shakur Stevenson to hesitate on coming in and staying inside too long. So he resorted to boxing. He did have a small mouse under his right eye, so Nakatila does possess power. But you could easily tell that because of the way that he was fighting, that the opposition and his, his record being favorable at 21 and 1 as he stepped into the ring with 17 knockouts, it was impressive on paper. And you could just, as, as the fight was going towards the middle rounds, you're, to me, at least to me, I couldn't help think all these knockouts are coming by one dimensional fighters or fighters that are too slow on the reset counter punchers that would try to go in and they would be too slow on the reset either to get out of the pocket or to bring their guard up and Nakatila would catch him with his power and eliminate his opposition so it's either that or he was facing a lot of stationary opposition where his power would just flourish because the record dictates that he's a heavy power puncher and a threat to anybody with 17 knockouts of the 21 victories that he held with only one defeat it was almost like a amateur version a mini-sized amateur version of Deontay Wilder that's that's what I saw Nakatila as, just a one-trick pony with limited boxing, always a step behind, and just putting all his faith behind that one power punch that would possibly land his right hand that would be able to get his opponent out of the way. Shakur Stevenson gave him angles, moved in, moved out, utilized the ring, tired out Nakatila. He drops Nakatila in the fourth round, and he drops him later on in the in the later rounds as well. He drops Nakatila, but the referee stepped in and waved it off and ruled it a, a slip. But it looked like a good, like a punch landed on Nakatila on that one. It was a one-sided affair. Shakur Stevenson ended up performing beautifully. As far as boxing is concerned, he put on a great performance. He demonstrated that he was levels above uh, his, op- his opponent again. And, uh, and he did take some criticism. He did take some criticism. Now, Shakur Stevenson with this win becomes, he wins the interim version to Jamel Herring's title. 
So he is the WBO interim title. So should anything happen to Jamel Herring, then you got Shakur Stevenson as the interim champion and um, and possibly looking to unify that title with Jamel Herring. Right now, it looks like that's what's going to be what, what they're going to be working on, trying to get Jamel Herring to unify uh, against Shakur Stevenson. Shakur Stevenson, of course, says that Jamel Herring is going to be an easy fight, that it's going to be a massacre, as he was mentioning on the post-fight interview. Uh, he wants to get in there with Oscar Valdez. Oscar Valdez, obviously, he He's the man to beat right now because he took out long-reigning champ and Miguel Burchelt uh, earlier this year. Everybody wants Oscar Valdez. All roads are leading to Oscar Valdez right now. Jamel Herring and Oscar Valdez in a unification bout of of sanctioning body belts would be the, the fight that I want to see. Jamel Herring against Oscar Valdez, more so than Herring against Shakur Stevenson. That's a more attractive fight for me. I mean, Shakur Stevenson, yes, he's... He's an amazing prospect. He's got time on his side. But the negative here is the fact that the levels that he displayed of being above, the levels of boxing, he's classes ahead of Nakatila. And he went to another decision. He has the power to get Nakatila out of there because he dropped them twice. But one of them was rolled to slip. He had the power, the scorecards, he dominated this fight. There was, I don't even think a single round went to Nakatila. It was a one-sided affair. Why did he go all the way with this level of opposition? Why did he not eliminate him? To his admission, he said that he didn't feel like he needed to take the risk since he was already winning the fight. So he cruised to an easy victory rather than eliminating this opponent. At this stage of where he's at, this level of opposition has no business being in the ring with him, and he needed to have taken the risk to get get him out of there. So from here on now, we see Shakur Stevenson in with the best, and no more level Bs, Cs, and Ds. He needed to take that risk to eliminate this guy. Don't put opponents like this in the ring with him anymore. From here on out, the Herrings, the Valdeses, and anybody else who's up there uh, in the rankings, uh, the Lomachenkos like he called out, what have you. The Burchelts. But don't put them in with Nakatilas anymore. Yet, this is the mark. This is the stamp that he needed. This is the message he needed to send everybody. And he cruised to another decision, and that's where the critique came from and that's where the criticism is is coming from because he showed it he displayed it that he was levels ahead of this guy and he allowed this guy to stay in there all the way so for Nakatila hey I I took Shakur Stevenson all the way so maybe he'll land another payday out of this I went I went the entire way with Shakur Stevenson he couldn't get me out he dropped me but he couldn't hurt me he couldn't get me out so that'd be another payday for Nakatila or maybe two. Who knows? Shakur Stevenson could have eliminated this guy by the after that drop on the fourth, he should have closed in. So and he admitted that Nakatila had some power. He felt Nakatila's power, so he didn't want to take the risk. But he was he's so so much of a better rounded fighter, of a of a more versed fighter than Nakatila was that he would have found the openings by utilizing his angles and the speed. He would have been able to get this guy out of there. He didn't feel the need to take the risk. And that's that's the only negative that, that people are pulling out of this fight, including myself, because he should have gotten this guy out of there. Now he says that if a fight between him and Jamel Herring would be a massacre, but we look at Jamel Herring in his last outing, 
against Carl Frampton, a Carl Frampton that has now since retired, who retired immediately after that fight. Jamel Herring put on a great performance and stopped Carl Frampton. We have Shakur Stevenson who can't stop Nakatila. So if anything, his stock got hurt. Yes, he wins. A win's a win, like they say. A win's a win, right? Take it any way you can. A win's a win. But not when you're trying, when you're calling out the top names and then you perform like this against a subpar opponent, limited opponent at that. So you make, you make of it what you will. Again, the time's on his side. He's young. He's only going to get better. And I do believe there was a comment that I heard uh, during uh, during this weekend where they said that the level of op- it might have been Andre Ward the level of opposition across the ring from Shakur Stevenson would bring out a better version of Shakur Stevenson and possibly get him to take more risks. Maybe so. Maybe so. We've seen it before, and you're absolutely right. You could think we could think of all kinds of fights where fighters didn't belong in there and they just basically gutted out a performance and end up putting out fights of the year or candidates at that, where they're just going balls to the wall and they're saying, This is it, I'm going out on my shield. Performances that you would not expect out of fighters. Uh, so, yes. That is very true. The level of opposition, I could agree with that. If he has better opposition across the ring from him, we'll see a better Shakur Stevenson. But why? Why is this still happening? He should be cruising through this. If he feels that he's the best 130-pounder right now, he continues to say that. Why are these guys even having a chance in there? He should be just wiping the floor with all these guys. You don't belong. You're not on my level. You don't belong here. Get out. I only need the top names. Who thinks that they're the top dog in this division? That's who I want. And that's who he wants. But performances like this are going to make people doubt that he belongs in the ring with the top echelon of the 130-pound division. He was already the mandatory for Oscar Valdez at 126, and Valdez ended up relinquishing that title and moving up. Now he's chasing Oscar Valdez at 130. He has a chance to get in there with Burchelt, possibly. He's wanted Lomachenko. He has a chance to unify titles, the interim and the, and the, and the full version title with Jamel Herring. He says he's going to massacre Jamel Herring. Obviously, they've all sparred against one another. There's history there in their camps. He knows, he knows a version of Jamel Herring, but Jamel Herring, look at the performance that he just put on against Carl Frampton. And when you look at Shakur Stevenson and Nakatila this past Saturday, it leaves a lot of room there for question, right? It leaves you thinking like, okay, well, let's compare apples to apples. Nakatila is nowhere near the legendary career. His resume is nowhere near the legendary career of what Carl Frampton put out in the ring and what he, the, the body of work of Carl Frampton. So listen, I would side if this fight was to get signed next, I would side with Jamel Herring over Shakur Stevenson, hands down. Does this mean that I'm a Shakur Stevenson hater? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I think this guy will be the face of boxing. And I think these are the kinks that he needs to iron out. The talent is there. And the positive, of course, I'll say it again. Time is on his side. He's young and he's improving levels. I mean, he's improving exponentially each time out. This was a step back from his last performance. 
This was a step back. If I was to pick, if I was to play matchmaker, someone that we saw on the undercard of the Haney Linares fight, Martin Ward against uh, Azinga Fusile for the IBF eliminator, either one of those guys would give Shakur Stevenson a way better fight than what was offered to him this past Saturday. Martin Ward, I think, would get stopped by Shakur Stevenson. And that level of opposition would probably get an, a, a notch up of Shakur Stevenson performance-wise. Azinga Fusile, I think, would give headaches. His speed, his wide stance, his quick-releasing right hand, his overhand left, uh, and, and, and the power that he guards with him as he does his wide stance with, uh, with a quick-releasing jab that he mixes time and again between a jab and he disguises it. He disguises a hooks as a jab and a jab uh, as a hook. That it would give headaches to Shakur Stevenson if this, if he faces that Shakur Stevenson that we just saw here a couple of days ago. So those are my five cents as far as this. Congratulations, Shakur Stevenson. He's the interim WBO champion. He's knocking on that door for Jamel Herring's full version uh, of the title. And, uh, and what, whatever version, whatever fight Shakur Stevenson signs or whatever opponent he gets to sign on that dotted line next. I have no doubts that Shakur Stevenson is going to show up, that he's going to be ready. But at this point, I don't know what version of Shakur Stevenson is going to be present. Because Shakur Stevenson will, he has impressed me the last few showings, and then this happened. He doesn't need to take the risk. I get it. But Cruz against a top-level guy, if you're outclassing a Lomachenko, Cruz to the victory, Easy, easy work. Mayweather used to do it all the time. He would outclass these champions that would step in the ring with them. Champions. Number one contenders. Former champions. What have you. Names that would step in that ring with them. And those guys had body of work and proof of resume that they belong in that ring. Or even if they just got cherry picked by Mayweather, but they had a body of work to be able to step into that ring and justify their being there in that ring. And Mayweather would just outclass them and outwork them and cruise to an easy victory. Why wouldn't he take the risks? He didn't need to at that point. He deemed not necessary, so he wouldn't do it. Yet he would put on a one-sided performance and would do enough to convince the judges to give him the decision. Shakur Stevenson can do that, absolutely, if he outclasses Oscar Valdez and it becomes a one-side showing, just like he put on this Saturday, or Jamel Herring, or anybody else. Burchelt at that. But don't do that against the Nakatilas. These are the guys that you're supposed to just wipe the floor with and eliminate. Get rid of them. Nakatila doesn't belong even as a journeyman at this point. And that's no disrespect to Nakatila. It's just that he's a limited boxer. He's an older guy. Um, this is not his main bread and butter. He boxes. He makes quick money. But he mentioned that, that he's that he's involved in law enforcement, I believe, uh, in the in the preview show leading to this fight or the interviews that were leading to this fight. He's in law enforcement. He's a police officer, if I'm correct. So this is not... All his time is not being devoted to this because he has a career outside of boxing, whereas Shakur Stevenson, this is all he does. So these are the guys that you want to eliminate. You want to show him that your class is above him, in which he was. So the result that we got is what we got. Shakur Stevenson comes away with the win. He's the WBO interim champion. And, uh, and sorry that I went off on this rant, but, uh, 
hey, it is what it is. We kind of took a weekend off here at boxing. It was a light weekend in boxing at that, and uh, which we needed because we were just going with banger after banger there for for almost a month and a half to two months. So good fight overall, I guess. Good showing. I'm just excited to see Shakur Stevenson every time that he steps into the ring. And uh, and now we look forward to a jam-packed June 19th weekend uh, of five boxing cards that are going to be available. One of those being a full exhibition type card. The other one uh, being led, I think the charge is being led by Teofimo Lopez and George Cambozos, in my opinion, at least. And then followed by Naoya Inoue in the top rank. Uh, so Triller with Cambozos Lopez, top rank with Naoya Inoue Das Marinas, uh, PBC with Jamal Charlo and Montiel, you got Jaime Munguia, the zone and golden boy for Munguia and Camille Sarameta now, who's the, the opponent that has replaced, um, Masich Suleki once again, or Masich Suleki pulled out once again. So Camille Sarameta is a step in. Um, and then you got those exhibitions between Chavez Jr., who's going to be facing, um, the son of his old foe, uh, Hector Camacho Jr. And then, uh, his son, Chavez Jr., will be facing Anderson Silva. So Chavez Sr. against Camacho Jr., Chavez Jr. against the spider, Anderson Silva. And that continuing that trend and that tradition, not tradition, but that trend, the, the recent trend of boxer versus MMA fighter. Um, so big week of boxing. Your eyes are going to be going left and right this week trying to keep up with with what's being offered out there. So a lot of news, a lot of uh, a lot of action going on this week and it's going to be a jam-packed Saturday. So I'll do my best to keep up with both the previews and the recap episodes or at the minimum I'll try to take a breather and just start recapping these uh these fights as they occur. So Shakur Stevenson successful. With that, I leave you guys. Be safe. And thank you guys again for tuning in to the Tomatolito Show. See you guys uh, and talk to you soon. Take care.